0: So, this this week will be a little bit different, a little bit shorter uh, of a sermon. We're going to take communion again, and this is really kind of part two to Tim's sermon last week. And just to let you guys behind the scenes a little bit, um, originally Tim was also going to preach this sermon, uh, but his on-call schedule got changed, and um, so a couple of weeks ago, I like flexed into into this spot and said, okay, well I'll like I'll do it and really it's it's a continuation of of his sermon and then after his sermon last week I told him I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do part B to that. Like <laughs> at the, when it's at ten there's you can't like you can't go higher and so like um so it'll just be different because I'm gonna have to do it my way. Um but last week we looked at the church, like Overall, and what the church is supposed to be, and and we studied in Acts, and uh, you'll recall we we're in Acts chapter two, uh, verses forty two through forty seven. We'll be there again if you if you want to turn there and prepare for that. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to try to do Tim's material that never really functions well. Um, I uh, recently I was in in a store and the music playing in the store was that Shania Twain song, How Do I Live Without You? Or are you familiar with the song? And like instantly I was like transported back to the good old bad days and like a different time and place. And, uh, and I thought to myself as I like, I'm just going to kind of let you in and like my mind process and don't get too scared. Um, but I thought to myself, you know, like who, like who else could really deliver those words and not be weird and creepy, mm-hmm. and I was like, even even really eloquent people, like if it was if it was Barack Obama, and he was like, how do I look? without you? I want to know. Uh, how would I drink without you? If you ever go, and it's creepy and weird, right? It's like it's weird, it's creepy and weird, and so I'm not going to try to do Tim's material. Um, I was a stand-up for a little while, and I was doing um, a show, sold-out show, huge deal in uh, northeastern Arkansas, uh, <laughs> the Last Laugh Comedy Tour. It was a really original name. I don't think it had ever been used before that or since, um, but there was, uh, at our first, like, we did, so we did, like, it was, like, seven shows in, like, three days, and so there were, like, two a day, and... We got to our third show, which is our first show the second day. And you don't need to know the numbers. That's not important. Um, And they, but we showed up and they were like, hey, we like, there's a bus load of people that are coming, but they're not here yet. And they really like, they're here to see the headliner and the bus like had some trouble. And so they're going to be like 45 minutes late, but there's already a bunch of people here. And so we need to start the show on time, but we need to kind of stretch it. So you guys need to, like, stretch out your material. Huh. Well, that's kind of a tough ask. And so we were like, okay, well, like, what's stretch out me? And so, like, I was I was the MC, so I went first, and I did ten minutes, and then I introduced the other comedians, and... Like, everyone else would go a little bit longer. And they're like, oh, if everybody just double, just double your time. So, they're like, oh, so just go up there and talk twice as long as I originally planned. Yeah, perfect. So, the second guy who went just started doing Jeff Foxworthy's material. Just straight up did Jeff Foxworthy's show, like, word for word, line for line. And I didn't know that there were, like, cover band comedians. But uh, some people didn't catch on, and they thought he was brilliant. Um, but I say that to say, we're in the same like we're in the same scripture talking about the same things, but be completely different. I'm not going to do Tim's material, so um, let's pray and we'll dive in. <clears throat> God, thank you for this day. Thank you for a family of believers that uh, we can come together and, and worship you. And um, I pray that as we open your word, you speak to us and just change us and, and make us different. And uh, help us to be more like you. Uh, in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, as we dive into it, there's one thing that I want you to to know and walk away with tonight. So when you go to bed tonight, and when you wake up tomorrow, there's one thing that I want you, like this weekend, needs to stick with you Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. (laughs) You'll know that. There it is. Amen. And so you'll just go with that, and then also remember the rest of this stuff. Um, If you will stand, turn with me, Acts chapter two, and verses forty-two through forty-seven, and just uh, follow along with me as I read. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Day by day, those who are being saved. Amen. You can be seated. So, last week we talked about the church and, and ha- like what the church should be and how it should look as, as an overarching church, like Big C Church, right? And tonight, I just want to talk a little bit about our church, Trinity Church, like where we are here. And, and to do that, I want to talk about like where we came from and, and then a little bit of, of where we're going. And so this all started out, the reason that we're here tonight, all started um, because of a calling. And there was, there was a place where people felt God's calling to put a church. And they said, there seems to be this area of our city where where the gospel isn't necessarily being preached to a few people like there are good churches here that that were here before we got here, but this need was felt and this this calling was felt. And so it began with a calling and prayer and and people who were faithful to follow that calling. And, and Park City's Baptist put together and and they followed that calling and our first pastor Stephen he answered that call and and he responded to that calling and Planted a church here. And I remember when uh, when I was first called here, it was <clears throat> leading up to an Easter service, and Hillary and I had <clears throat> gone to a few other churches around Dallas and never really like never really felt like anywhere was really a, a good fit or that we were fitting in. And we went to um Bolsa Mercado and had lunch and there was a flyer. For a church that was going to be starting, and it was going to start Easter Sunday at the Kessler, and so we thought, well let's let's go to this church and we'll check it out. We'll see what it's all about and so we go and, and we go to the Kessler, and the Easter service was great, and afterward, we kind of gave our information, we got an email, we' like, "Hey, let us know next time you guys are going to meet, and we, you know we want to come back and so on and so forth. And the email we got was like, hey, like we're gonna meet in a home on this day. And I was like, that is weird to me. And we're like, what if I go and they're weird and what if what if they see through me and they see that I'm weird and then we'll like everyone will be weird and it'll be weird. I don't know if I want to do that, but uh, we pushed through and we went, and that first like that first time I remember Walking around and meeting, I remember meeting the Davises and meeting the Mellards and like having like seven conversations of like, hey, this is our, this is our first time here. Yeah, us too. Uh, Until we finally met the Bay Rings. They were like, hey, somebody has been, this is a real actual thing that's been going on because there's people here who were here before Easter. Um, But since then, like just growing in the church and seeing it come along and, uh, and seeing people answer their call. To come alongside the church and help build this church and um, seeing more and more families come and then seeing us begin to meet like publicly and like on it was once a month. Right. And then we went to twice a month and and then we had uh, a location change. Right. Like we moved locations and we moved here uh, so that we could meet weekly and we met really early in the morning. And um, you know it was painful because they wouldn't let us have coffee, and, uh, and it was early. Um, so we went through that, and and I remember <clears throat> then I remember Stephen getting called away, and um, it just so happened that that I was like I was preaching on the day that he was gonna that he was going to announce that he was leaving. And I was, I was in Mark chapter four and preaching through uh, the storm and Jesus calls the disciples out onto the water and there's a storm. And I thought, okay, there's this storm and I know like, cause I'm so smart. I know what it is. And it's that Stephen is going to leave and like, we're going to have to like battle through this storm of him leaving. But like, you know, so I'm going to be really inspirational and teach about this storm. But I didn't see the real storm coming and the real, like the real pain and hurt that that we would go through and that a lot of people through infertility and miscarriages. And then Hillary and I with Hollis and all these things that would kind of happen all like all kind of around that, that area and these trials that, that we would go through. But those trials like made us who we are. Yeah. Right. And if you, if you want to see miracles and in this text, it was like, they were seeing miracles all the time. Well, we've seen miracles here, right? How different are we as a body than we were in those beginning stages? In those beginning times when we were meeting once a month, like we're different now. God has done miracles and God has brought us to a place and, um, through that time came a, a shift in, in leadership. As Stephen got called away, we uh, felt like we need to go a new direction and, and not have a, a full-time pastor. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, we needed Stephen to be here and be full-time to get things going. And if we continue to grow, like, I, I believe that there'll be a day when we need full-time staff again. But But for right now, like, all of our staffs by vocational and I think there's something really cool about that because we don't have we don't have professional christians. And again not that there's anything wrong with like having a full-time pastor I'm not like bashing on that at all in any way but it is something unique that we can hold on to here. Mm-hmm. That to say to do this like we're all called to do it and we're all called to do it together and we all have a part to play we all have a piece to, to pick up and run with and and we see it happen all the time you know about six months ago, probably more than that seven eight months ago we changed our name right and uh, we went from Trinity Parish because that confused a lot of people to Trinity Church and um, to simplify things and and since then like if you just look at just look at this fall and all all that has happened and whether it be the parenting conference or the Liz vice concert or uh, Advent or the Bonton 5K or, or this or that we had Catherine Kirby who was here and she was awesome and I hated to see her go but she left and the Mellards and the Glitzes stepped in and, and have done awesome with, with our kids and uh, we had uh, at Christmas we had the Tyler Street Tower uh, day where 60 people came and they heard the gospel from our kids mm-hmm. like how awesome was that And you just see the stuff that God's doing and he's doing it by, by people. And if you look at all those events, all of those events can be tied back to like one point person or another, and just people in the church willing to follow God's call and willing to step up and and do what God's wanting them to do. And so that's really where we end is like six months. Okay. So where are we going? Where are we going to go? And as we go into the future, as we move upstairs, we start Genesis and, and we take our next step. We've got if gathering in the men's retreat and we're working on a spring concert and more stuff coming up. And God's going to take us places and we have to be faithful to follow that calling to go there. And as all of that happens, like how like how do we do it? How do we how do we get there? And this is our last like this is our last year of support from Park Cities. And, you know, we'll be on our own and and doing our own thing and, and having to sustain ourselves. And all of that is going to take God's people following God's call. And I 100 percent believe that can happen. Yeah. And I 100 percent believe in this group because we've been through the storm, like we've been through the hard stuff, like we've been like we have fought and we kind of walk with a limp and that's all right. Like and I'm proud to be a part of this group and i'm proud of of where we're going to go and and what god's going to do here and and i just look forward to seeing it you know i um when i grew up i ran track and all my coaches always wanted me to run distance probably because i wasn't as fast as i thought i was but i like i never wanted to run this i always wanted to be a sprinter and they're like why, do you, like, why do you want to be a sprinter? And I was like, because I don't have to think about anything. I just have to run as hard as I can run. And just run as hard as I can run through the finish line. And that's where we are right now as a church. Like, the, like It's time. Like it's, it's time It's to grow now. It's time to do stuff now. It's time to reach people for God now. It's time to share the gospel now. And our feet are taped to the bicycle, and that's awesome. And I'm excited for it because they're like, there's no more doubt. Like, we're just going to get together and we're going to run as hard as we can. And I'm excited about it. And you have a part to play. You have a specific calling in it. And just like I said at the beginning, it's terrible when you do somebody else's material. See, you thought I was just messing around. There's a point. It's not about doing somebody else's material and you have to do your material. And God has a calling for you. And if I try to step in and do the thing that God's calling you to do, I'm not going to do it as well as you do. There's going to be a void and there's going to be a hole there because it's the thing that God is calling you to do. And God's going to do his work. And God's going to bring about things in his time with his purpose. Just like our scripture said, God added to their number day by day, those who are being saved. It wasn't their like it wasn't their doing or their schemes or or any of that, but they were just faithful to do what God called them to do. So as we get ready to take communion, I just want you to ask yourself like, what's God's calling for me? Where is God calling me? What what is God calling me specifically to do? Tim says it all the time you are called for a place and a time. And that's hundred percent true. So just seek God and say, "Where God, what are you calling me to do? And then just be faithful to follow him in that and trust him for the results. Because he's going to do it. We're going to take communion and that is really us getting together and remembering what God did for us. And remembering the real source of our calling and, and what it's all about, the center of it. And so, as we remember what he did, that really puts in perspective, or it should, like, our willingness to do, right? So, remember what he did. Remember the, pi- the price that he paid so that we could be reconciled. And as we take communion, ask yourself, like, God, what are you calling me to do? So, let's pray. We'll take communion, and we'll worship together. God thank you for this day thank you um, that you do have a specific calling for us that you've given us each skill sets that uh that nobody else has that you put us in places and that you that we know people that nobody else knows that you want to reach with the gospel God, I pray that you would give us boldness and that you would give us uh energy and and you would give us Just the fire to to do what you're calling us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.